Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello and welcome to a live episode of Garibaldi Red, the Nottingham Forest podcast from Nottinghamshire Live. We are streaming on Facebook and I believe YouTube at the moment, although obviously you can listen back to this later. But if you're watching it on Facebook as we speak, you can drop questions and comments in and we'll um, chat about them amongst ourselves as we look back on the game last night, Forest 2, Swansea 2. And I'm joined as usual by Sarah Clapson, our Reds correspondent. Hello, Sarah. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm all right, thank you. I mean, if I say terrible, well, bad first half, good second half, terrible referee, I hope you either agree or disagree, but certainly expand on that. What what did you make of it last night? I think that pretty much sums it up. The referee was terrible. Um, Yeah, Forest didn't start well at all. They were really slow to get going. Obviously conceded the early goal, um, got back in it through Sami Amiobi, but then just never kind of built on that really they were really slow and and leggy in the first half didn't really offer too much um Swansea got back in front um not sure it was a penalty and even less sure that the penalty should have counted when he took it but it did um but yeah second half Forest were a lot better um another brilliant goal by Sami Amiobi he was really on fire yesterday he was really good um they did look to get the win they did they made some attacking substitutions. They did look a bit better. They had a bit more about them, but just couldn't couldn't find that that breakthrough. Really, um, I still think a point isn't a bad result. Yes, they would have wanted the win because that would have confirmed the the playoff place. But a point against a, a good Swansea team, it, it isn't bad in the scheme of things. And they've still got two more matches now to make sure the the playoff place. They're just about there, albeit not officially, but. Hopefully, if they can get a win um, on Saturday, then it will mean a, a bit more of a relaxed final game. Yeah, before we talk about the game itself, I mean, if we're looking at the league table, just to, so people are up to speed, Forest are five points clear of uh, Millwall and six clear of Swansea. They've got the goal difference of plus 12, Millwall's mm. is plus four and Swansea's plus five. So it's kind of like that extra point unless something catastrophic happens or... Millwall or Swansea go a bit mental goals-wise. So it's virtually a six-point cushion, which would mean Forest just need that draw. The form's not really that pretty. Win, draw, loss, draw, draw for Forest isn't great. So they obviously a point would be good, but they do need to try and take some kind of form into the playoffs, assuming Touchwood they get there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you don't want to go into the playoffs having not got a couple of wins behind you. You want a bit of momentum. You want a bit of form. You want to have something to build on. Um, there are two games now coming up that, that Forrest really will and should be looking to win. I know they've struggled a little bit sometimes against the teams towards the bottom end of the table, but if you want to do something in the playoffs, you need to go into those games and get wins from them. Um, they need good performances. They need to get players 
back on form or, or players that are playing well keep playing well. Um, so really, Mitch, you mentioned last night about Joe Lolly. It was obviously his, his first game back after missing um, the weekend with an injury. And he didn't quite look fully up to speed. Um, and if, if Forrest want to do something, then they're going to need players like Joe Lolly on top form. I mean, Sammy Amiabi really stepped up last night, but um, you need some of your, your other big players to come through as well. As we just look at the game then in a bit of detail... Forest started really badly mm. and they fell behind a good goal by Rian Brewster. You know, poor Bryce Sambry's picked a few out of his net. He's had, he's had no chance with really. But how did you, how did you rate Forest's response? They, they've scored basically their first shot, didn't they? It was a good goal from Amiobi. Yeah, it really, oh, it really was. Both of his goals were, were fantastic. Um, I think that's the first time that Forrest have come from behind to get something from a game since the, the West Brom match. Uh, and it's not something they've done too much this season, come from behind and get something, even less come from behind and get a win. But um, yeah, th- they really had to, to dig in and get something. You don't, you don't want to... I mean, they knew what it meant. They knew what was riding on the game and they showed a bit of steel and a bit of metal and a bit of... of guts to, to come back and get something from it. Um, Swansea, I know Muggs, they're a good side and it, it you have to play well to, to beat them um, or, or to get something from it and Forest did improve in the second half, no doubt about that first half they, they really were not at the races um, but both of Sammy Amiobi's goals were crackers, they were absolutely brilliant goals, it's two brilliant, brilliant strikes um, the first one was fantastic real individual effort showed a lot of skill and strength um, and his second one was fantastic as well I suppose I mean we're not any comments yet we might get some more we talk about the ref I suppose <laughs> but just before we come to that penalty Amiobi flashed one across the face and mm. that had gone in it might have changed the game but then we got the other end and Yates fouled um, are you? I don't, was it are you? I'm not sure there was any debate about it. It was are you? Yeah, it was are you? I, I watched the highlights this morning again on the of the Swansea comment from the Swansea point of view, and the Welsh chaps said, "Oh, it was a, his left foot was in the area, and it's definitely a penalty." I don't. I, I'm not sure about that. I mean, the angle the ref was at, I don't see how he could give that penalty. What was your view from the press box or wherever you're sitting in the ground these days? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't think it was a penalty. It looked like it was outside the box um, for me. Only just, but it was, I'm pretty sure it was outside. And having seen replays and pictures, it, it looked like he was really hard done by Ryan Yates. Um, really harsh penalty against him. Um, but it, it was given, and uh, again, I'm not sure that there was, uh, there was a bit of dispute about the actual penalty when it came. Um, IU took a, a heck of a long time to take it. Um, mm. Not a, There wasn't a lot that Samba could do about it when you're faced with a penalty, it's kind of, you know, as a keeper, it's potluck really whether you save it or not, and th- the run up probably didn't help him because he he took forever. Um, but I think he didn't get pulled up really, on it. I mean, it was a good, you know, if you're Paul Pogba and you miss like that, it's, you look like an idiot. If you take yeah. it well and you score, and Samba kind of goes the wrong way, ultimately, I suppose it's a good penalty. But yeah, I think mm. the fault was in the, the awarding of it more than anything. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the standard of ref? Freeing the championship, we've praised and criticised this season, more criticised when you think back to West Brom. And, um, my mind's gone blank of the previous game. The been a few. Yeah, what about overall better work than previous years? 
God, I mean, you think back to last year and Forest had some really bad decisions go against them then. Um, this year it's not been great. Um, it just seems to be so inconsistent. La- last mm. night, the referee was terrible. He was really put for both sides. I think both teams could probably have a complaint against him. There was, uh, I think it looked right from early on in the first half that it was never going to end up with all men on the pitch because you could see a red card coming from somewhere. Um, there was a lot of yellow cards. There was a lot of fouls that were and then weren't given. I think both managers, I mean, Sabrina Mucci afterwards, he, he's quite, um, he doesn't like to pick out the referee or, or to criticise, but I think you could see that he was a bit put out by it. He didn't agree with the penalty and felt that they'd had a few decisions go against them. Um, and Swansea felt the same. They were complaining afterwards. It was just a really poor display. I don't think he, I'm trying to think if he got too many decisions right. And I can't really think of many. Um, yeah, it, it, it really wasn't good. Let's go into a few comments because we've had a few pile in. I mean, people moan that we talk about Carvalho a lot, but there's a lot of Carvalho comments in here. He he didn't get a look in again last night, did he? He wasn't even in the squad. Um, Yeah. I know it's it's difficult. I think when you're not playing, you... I don't want to say you become a better player than you are, but... There's no doubt about it that he's a very, very talented player. He's really skillful. On his day, he's fantastic. But this season, I'm not sure that he's quite shown fully what he's capable of. He's not quite hit the standards that he knows and we know and the manager knows that he can reach. I think he... Part of that, I guess, is because he's not playing week in, week out. He's only coming on maybe off the bench for a few minutes here and there. So he's not getting a consistent run of games. He's not been playing in his preferred position. I think what suits him best is that number 10 role um, where he's got a bit of freedom and a bit of um, licence to roam a little bit. Um, And he's just found himself down the pecking order. I think when you look at the form of some of the other players... He's just he's just not managed to get a look in, um, and he, he just doesn't quite fit. I don't think in the, the style of play that Forrester trying to to play under um, Lamucci at the moment. Um, it's tough, isn't it? I think the manager's always said throughout the season that he wants more from him, that he expects more, um, and whether he's not seeing that in training, I guess we don't know. You know, we're not not privy to kind of what he shows on the training pitch. You can only go off what the manager chooses and more often than not he's got it right in his team selection he's earned you know he's got plenty of credit in the bank when it comes to that and as much as there's been games I think probably the Fulham game I would have played um, Carvalho then or at least brought him on the bench Um, I mean there are people saying why didn't he come on against Preston I'm not sure that would have been the right game for him anyway because it was a really physical tough bruising encounter and and that's not really his game Um, same with Swansea last night, really. I mean, they were quite physical and tough. And yes, if he, he plays a good pass, he can unlock defences and he can create something and he can score wonderful goals. But he's just not managed to get a look in. And I don't, I don't know, you kind of... Is he going to get a look in now before the end of the season? I don't know, it's, it's difficult. I mean, we've asked Lamucci about him. He has been asked what, 
he was asked last week before um, before Preston where Carvalho fitted into his plans, and his answer was very telling. He he didn't he didn't really. There was a lot of ways you could have perhaps approached the answer, um, but he just said he didn't want to talk about individual players. That was the the long shot of it, um, mm. and he, he didn't want to go into detail about it. He didn't want to specify anything about. Carvalho or why he's not specifically playing or what he wants to see from him um, and you have to respect him for that if he doesn't want to talk about that situation then I think you probably read read between the lines that and what he didn't say as much, you, as, much as what he did say is perhaps um, quite telling Yeah, I mean it's a telling answer isn't it, if you'd mm. asked him you know, what do you think about Lewis Graben getting 20 goals I don't imagine he's going exactly. to turn around to you and say actually I don't want to talk about Lewis Graben so if he doesn't want to talk about a player who's struggling or he doesn't fancy at the moment, then, you know, it's probably mm. says all that he can say or wants to say about Carvalho. And, you know, if you, if we fast forward a few weeks into the summer and Carvalho goes, then we might get a bit more information, but as it stands, yeah. he's a foreign player. Um, Simon Myers says the first half, especially showed how reliant they are on Lolly and cash. Let's hope they get fit. Otherwise I'm concerned how far they can get in the playoffs. Do you think Forrest are overly reliant on Lolly and Cash? I mean, DeCosta's coming in doing all right. Amiobi got a mm. couple of goals last night. Uh, Jenkinson, you know, has done fine from what I've seen, apart from the odd stumble and he's been struggled with injuries. What do you think about this kind of Lolly and Cash dynamic and is it pivotal to going up? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're, they're two key players, without a doubt. You want those, those both of those two on, on top form and fully fit and, and firing. Um I think with Forest, they are. There's a few players that they're reliant on to produce top form if they're going to get something from games. Cash, Lolly, Amiobi, Graben for certain, um, and Silver to a certain extent. If those players, when it comes to creativity, are not on top form, then beyond that, They'll struggle a little bit, you think. Um, I'm not saying that other players can't chip in because, you know, like you mentioned, DeCosta, he, he does look bright, he does look good. Alex Mighton came on and, and did well last night, I thought. Um, but that core group of players, Forrest really need to perform. You look at the, the bench and think, who can they... I know people will say Carvalho, but who can they bring on that's going to make a difference? Um, and outside of that group... They don't have too many options where you think, yeah, he can come on and he'll get a goal or or he'll create something or, or he'll make the defence make a mistake or something. Um, but, yeah. you know, that is a really strong group of players. That it's, it, you know, they've got where they are because they've got that group who've done well. It's no, mm. it's no service. It's no kind of disrespect to them. It's, you know, it served them well so far and it might well serve them further. Um if yeah, I mean, that leads, there's a comment from Nicholas Zanzibar Smith here, and it sort of leads on touching on from that point. He says, We're undeniably a weaker team than Brentford, Fulham, and Albion, both in form and squad quality. We need to hope the playoffs are a lottery. I sort of agree and sort of disagree with that. I mean, yeah, definitely form wise, Forest are struggling. Mm. I don't know if, Brent, if Brentford have got that much depth. I think they're kind of like Forest in the sense they've got these core key players like Ben Rama and Watkins and Janssen at the back. Fulham and Albion have definitely got bigger, stronger squads because they've got mm. Premier League parachute money. So are we a weaker team? 
I don't. I actually think Forest might be quite well set up for a playoff campaign if they can click in some kind of form. Yeah, I think so. The playoffs are a lottery, without a doubt. Um, and you don't need. Yes, it'd be. It's nice to go into them with good form and good momentum, but ultimately, what you've done before, it doesn't count. If you go, you know, they're one-off games. If you perform well on the day, I mean, across those two legs, and then in the final, then. Wickham showed that you don't need to be the best team necessarily in the division to go up through the playoffs. It's It really is a lottery. And if Forrest can play well on the day and Lamucci's shown that his tactics are, are, are brilliant at times and they've got good results against the teams that are in and around the playoffs, they've got every chance. I, I, yeah, I, I don't think you can... I don't think you can discount them at all, regardless of what form they go into or um, or who they're up against. I think they they'll go into it believing that they can win, and that's the one thing that you can say about this Forest squad this year is their belief and their team spirit has taken them a heck of a long way. I think that's what really stands out in comparison to other teams. They they just one they, they perform as a unit and they all fight for each other and. That can help. It, it makes such a big difference. Just a quick note that actually people can comment on this live on YouTube as well, and we'll try and monitor those if anyone wants to comment there because they're not on Facebook. Um, there's a lot of comments on Dear Carby, including one that literally just says Dear Carby! Exclamation mark. Another player we talk about a lot, but people obviously want to talk about him. I mean, he comes on for these two-minute cameos. It must be difficult for him in the same way as Carvalho. Um, we don't see the training, and I know he hasn't mm-hmm. done a lot, but the, the manager must see something there because he keeps bringing him on. And I suppose the logic is he's quick at the end of a mm-hmm. game. He should be able to run a fullback, but he hasn't He hasn't really done it yet. But I don't know. I mean, like I sorry to repeat myself, but Lamucci sees something there, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he was asked about Dia Carby last week, and he said very much that he thinks he's a good player, that he's got quality, that... He's got something about him. He specifically said that it's confidence that he's struggling with at the moment. I think you can see that. He's had a tough time, obviously, at Huddersfield. He came to Forest, um, tried to get going, didn't really hit it off straight away. Obviously, lockdown came and they were without a game for three months. Probably didn't help him. Um, Has come back, makes a few appearances from the bench and... It is difficult when you're a substitute, particularly when you're a lone player, I think, and you're trying to make your mark and you're trying to impress. You're coming into games and you're, you know, you're having to do something amazing to make people sit up and take notice of you. And there's a lot of pressure. And if you're already low on confidence, then it's going to be tough. He is quick. He can stretch defences. He can cause teams problems. It's just... It, it's the end product, isn't it, that, that's just lacking a little bit at the moment. And if you can sort that out, I think, you know, there's something there. I think it, it, it just hasn't quite clicked for him yet. But the manager rates him um, and he obviously sees more of him than we do. Um, and I think you have to trust him a little bit on that. He hasn't, Dick Harley hasn't quite shown what he can do yet, but... You know, people were writing off Sammy Amiobi at the start of the season. People wrote off Ben Watson last season. I think you can make snap judgments about players 
and not I know we've given him a bit of a chance but not give them a proper chance to show what they can do um and you know maybe he'll prove everybody wrong there's no reason why he can't yeah if he scores the winner in the playoff final and does absolutely yeah. nothing else for it then that's fine by me yeah exactly um, yeah just one other quick question before we go back to the games I think the answer to this is no um Adoma he can't play again this season can he to your knowledge no. certainly no. to mine yeah no no, no he can't play no, um, Forrest uh, uh, have brought him back, but um, yeah, I think we can all speculate why. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he can't play. Yeah, he gets started. Um, just going back to the game before we come back to a few more comments. I mean, the red card was a ridiculous tackle, and we've seen a few ridiculous tackles since the lockdown on the receiving end of Forrest. I mean, you know, he could have put Mighton out for a year there, mm. the way his studs went down the back of his. Achilles. I know he was a, supposed to be a professional foul just to bring the lad down from a break, but that was that was another dangerous tackle in a game, wasn't it? Oh, it was a shocking tackle. No doubt about that, being a red card at all. Um, Martin was, was lucky to pick himself up and walk away after that. I think he was... Um, yeah, it, it really wasn't a nice tackle. But it, <clears throat> he's got... I don't know if it's interesting or if it's just quirky, but the fact that Forrest have had players for the opposition sent off... Was it... Four, three, four times now since the restart. Um, hmm. I don't know what it says about Forest really, but m- maybe they they're quite good at riling up the opposition. Perhaps they. I mean, they're good yeah, at maybe. keeping. They're good at keeping yeah. calm themselves. Alex Myson, the seventeen-year-old kid, doesn't strike me as the, Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Alex Myson doesn't strike me as the, the person who could no, do that. No, no, no. I think just very, in general, maybe very manly to take out the seventeen-year-old substitute. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Bostock? Could he be the playoff hero, asks Paul James. I don't think so, because he can't get near the team at the moment. Silver seems to be the odd man out at some quite often, with Yates getting in. He's obviously favoured in that kind of up-and-down kind of role, mm. or can sit in the back four. I mean, Bostock seems to be out of the picture, doesn't he, more, more and more? Yeah, um, I mean, he was on the bench last night. I don't. He wasn't in the squad, I don't think, for Preston. Um, oh, I've been impressed with Bostock whenever he plays. I think he's looked quite good. He's looked he's looked really handy. Um, but again, there's just other players ahead of him at the minute. I think he's a good option to have if you've got someone who's struggling. If maybe you know you want to give Sam Basal a rest, maybe or, or Ben Watson a rest before the playoffs, then he's there and he's he's you know you, you know will come in and, and do a job. Um, I don't I can't see him breaking into the the starting lineup though for. For the playoffs, or for, for you know, for the for big games, um, I think he'll find it quite tough. He's just down the pecking order a little bit, and that's no. I don't think that's any reflection on him. I think it's more the players that are ahead of him. Um, he's just got some tough competition for places. Uh, but like I say, I like him. I think he's a good player. I think he he's he's looked pretty um, pretty good whenever he's played. He's unlucky not to have played more than he has. I think. As we look ahead to Sunday then against Barnsley, um, they're bottom of the table and kind of last chance saloon. I know they've got a game in hand. Um, you know, they have to win. It kind of makes them a dangerous opponent. But mm. the Forest, I mean, Forest need to, I was touching on old stuff here, but Forest need to win this game really. A draw a draw gets them there, What gets them what they need playoffs wise. But they can't, I don't think they can go into the playoffs without a win since... Uh, which shows how long it's been. My mind's gone blank. Whoever while. they last be. Huddersfield? Huddersfield, yeah. No, Bristol City, yeah, Huddersfield, yeah. Yeah, 
I don't think you can go into the playoffs next and with any confidence if you if you haven't won a game. I mean, a game away at the team that's bottom of the league mm. is pretty. You know, it's a good chance, isn't it? It's the best chance you're going to get to get a win at this time. Oh yeah, I mean, these next two games, you've got to go into both of those and think, yeah, we're going to win them. We've we've got to get victories from those two. I, like you say, I was, as much as I, was, I said before that form doesn't count when you're in the playoffs, I think you want to go into it with a win. You don't want to go into it thinking, oh, we've not won for however many games and then expect yourselves to win in the playoffs. You need to have a little bit behind you. Um, it maybe helps in a way that in these last few games, Forrester are facing teams that have got something to play for because mm. it, it means there's a bit of an edge to the game. It means there's going to be something riding on it and that can help lift them it helps lift the players I mean, they should be lifted anyway because they're fighting for a playoff place but um it means there's something there to aim for and it means that the opposition as well are also going to want to come out and get something and I think that's going to help for us they've struggled when they've come up against teams that just sit back Barnsley can't afford to do that Stoke can't afford to do that when they play them so they I think that that will help Forrest. It means that both teams are going to come out and they're both going to want to get something from the game. Um, might make it a bit more open, might make it a bit easier for Forrest to play on the counter-attack, um, which suits their style. It's, I mean, it's still a tough game, no doubt about it, but they need to go there and get a win. I think you don't want to go in, you definitely don't want to go into the last game thinking, oh, we're still not sure about a playoff place. You want to get it sorted. You want to get it done. And, you want to get a win behind you. Um, yeah, and you want to be able to rest one or two players. You don't want to be yeah. you know, wheeling out a half-fit or an 80% fit Joe Lolly at Stoke in yeah. the hope you get a point or Lewis Graben. be nice to give him a rest. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's an important game. Um, back at the top of the table, how do we think the playoff picture is evolving elsewhere? Because if I was a West Brom fan, I'd be worried. Forest v West Brom in the playoffs is starting to look a possibility again. Mm-hmm. I've said all along that I'd like Forrest to play Brentford, but I think I'd revise that opinion now just based on form. I wouldn't want to play Brentford at all. Right. So, I mean, do you think, well, who's going to get the second automatic promotion spot, first of all? West Brom or Brentford? There's one point between them. I think Brentford might snatch it now. I, I, mm. thought, at this, I thought when the season came back that Leeds and West Brom were a done deal for the top two. I really didn't see anybody catching them, but. Brentford are absolutely on fire. Um, so when you're on a roll like that, I think they'll probably th- they'll be thinking they can do it now without a doubt. And one point, if you're West Brom, you're starting to get a bit nervy, a bit edgy. Players' mentality starts to change a little bit. I think Brentford might do it. And then if you're mm. facing West Brom in the playoffs, you're facing a team that's feeling a bit flat because they've let that top two spot slip that I think they, they'd be there for the taking them because it, the playoffs are a lottery but equally you know their confidence you'd have thought will take a bit of a hit because they've missed out on automatic promotion what they expected to do it's I probably have to look at the stats but I don't think it's too often that you see a team that finishes third that should be the third best team in the league, then gets promoted. It, mm. Because more often than not, they're the team that's kind of stumbled a little bit towards the end and have missed out on um, a top two place. So, yeah, if I was West Brom, I, I'd, 
I'd be feeling a little bit worried. And if Forest do end up facing them, well, I don't think they've got anything to, to fear. I know they've not beaten them yet this year, but they've played well against them. That I mean, the, the first time they played them was the first game, and I don't think you could read too much into that one. They played well for us that day. Um, the second game, again, Forest played well. I don't think there'd be too much to fear from West Brom if that is who they end up playing. Yeah, out of all the opponents, I think they'd be my favoured one at the moment. But obviously, there's mm. permutations and a lot can change, even in even in two games. But um, Brentford's goal difference is plus forty four, which is pretty ridiculous. That's eleven better than West Brom. So if they end up on mm. level points, then yeah, that that um, that certainly favours them. Um, prediction for Barnsley then is the next game score prediction. I think Forest will win. I do. Um... I think it's going to be a, a bit of a tough, scrappy game. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to uh, play the kind of football that that perhaps we all want to see. But I think they'll get there. I think. Um, I think two 0 If they can score early, Forest, that'll help. Takes the sting out of it a little bit. Gives them something to build on. Um, they've not started well, really, in many games. Um, so if they can get an early goal, and then hopefully make sure of the three points, then they can relax a little bit and maybe the shackles come off then. You can play with a bit more freedom and um, bring on players and, and give them a, a bit of a run out. And um, Yeah, I, I, I'd be pretty confident of the three points, I think. Last shout for any comments, if anyone's watching on Facebook, because we're going to start winding down. Uh, I'll just read a couple out quickly. Um, which you don't have to respond to, Sarah. Paul James, everyone was slating De Costa to start with as he hadn't done much with previous clubs, but he seems to be impressing now. I think that's true. Um, Aaron Booth, the best chance we have to get in the playoffs and maybe the final uh, is that no one can go to Wembley. Mm. Do the fans make a difference? I don't know if that's right. I don't know. I think playoffs can go anyway with any teams there. I mean, Wickham won as underdogs in the League One final. Northampton blew Exeter out of the water in League Two. I don't know if the fans played a part in that. Once Forest get in the playoffs, Touchwood will do a good long podcast on Forest playoffs history, but it's not pretty. So I guess we don't. It's not much of a spoiler there, really. Titanic and icebergs, but um, yeah, I don't know what if fans will make too much of a difference. Uh, one more just quickly Nicholas Andrew Smith again do we go up yes or no uh, that's a heart and a head thing what do you oh, think Sarah oh, um, gosh they've got a chance they've absolutely got a chance and I think that's they're going to it's going to be difficult but it's going to be difficult for, for any team um, I, I don't see why not I, go on I'm, Reluctant to say one way or the other, but Forest have definitely got a shout, and that's what you want. That's all you can ask for at this stage. I think you can make it a good case for them. Certainly, I, I think mm. you can make a better case than under Lamucci than other managers, oh, just yeah. in the fact that they're set up to be hard to beat. I can't see them getting blown out of the water. I mean, it has happened with Sheffield Wednesday and games like that, but I don't think that. I think they match up well against top teams. And the playoffs do suit them. I mean, obviously the heart says yes. I suppose the head says no. If you were going to force me on to pick a pick one, only because I think other teams have got deeper squads 
And at the moment, with games coming so fast and you're able to make five changes, and we've seen Forest have got this group of 15. I'm not sure they've got a group of 16 and 17 and 18 that the other squads might have. I, I think that might work against them in the end. So if push would come shove, Nicholas is just going yes or no in capitals. Uh, I'd say no, but there you go. Oh, okay. I, think really matters. <laughs> I don't think it really matters what I think. Right, we'll finish pretty sharply. I think Forrest will beat Barnsley comfortably. I think Barnsley are bottom for a reason, and I just fancy Forrest to go there and win two or three nil. Three nil. There you go. There's some oh, you're very confident. I might as well be. So... Um, yeah, I think that bag brings us to a close. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, we'll do this more often, hopefully. Uh, you can obviously listen back to this later on Apple Podcasts and um, any other podcast format. Hopefully you uh, have enjoyed it. Thank you for all the comments, and we shall see you again soon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.